Everything you do is making an impact in this world. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. How dare you? And I feel like it's my responsibility as a human being. So what? The world is at stake. You're listening to Eco Chic, a podcast about climate, sustainability, and eco-conscious lifestyles. What, like it's hard? Hello, hello. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz, and it's so good to have you here today. We have not had a beauty-focused conversation in a minute, and this is my favorite general topic, especially when it comes to beauty brands, beauty founders, clean beauty, science-backed beauty. So I'm excited for today's conversation because we are speaking today with Kendra Cobb Butler of Alpin Beauty. In the past two years, Alpin has gained serious traction in the clean beauty space, particularly because it is founded and originated in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So in case you need some background, let me tell you a little bit about Kendra. She is a 20-year beauty industry veteran. Kendra has worked for a ton of big-time, big-name mainstream beauty and skincare brands in New York City. And about five years ago, she traded her Manhattan lifestyle for the West. She got up and she and her husband drove West. She's going to tell us a little bit about that journey today. And she created Alpen Beauty for her clients in Jackson Hole. Like I mentioned, Kendra has led sales, marketing, PR initiatives at leading luxury beauty companies from Givenchy to Dr. Dennis Gross, Clarins. Her proudest achievement to date, however is trading that NYC lifestyle for literally greener pastures. She was looking for clean air and open space and peace and quiet, and she became just instantly enchanted with the forests of arnica and chamomile and lavender and sage all making up her backyard, and that's really what became the basis for Alpin Beauty. Alpin Beauty is the first sustainably sourced natural skincare line formulated with wild-crafted and hand-cultivated alpine botanicals grown in the mountains surrounding Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We talk a lot about wild-crafting and the value of just cultivating what is immediately around you, and she explains why that is so incredibly potent, those plants immediately in the Jackson area. The high-performance products are really inspired by all that is in that alpine glow, that magic that comes with living in the mountains and what you see in the meadows and the mountaintops and the forests and the valleys where all of these ingredients grow. So, like I mentioned, at the core of each alpine product is this complex, a proprietary brand of wild-crafted additives called the Plant Genius Complex. They're, again, sustainably sourced in the home laboratory of Alpine Beauty. Plants are genius and wildcrafted ones which have fought for their survival and flourished and become stronger as a result are even more potent when it comes to what they are as skincare ingredients. I think this is a really cool angle that Kendra has found when we talk about plants that are particularly resilient because of where they're growing. So in case you are new around here, this show, Eco Chic, actually started about two and a half years ago. I was living in Flagstaff, Arizona. Northern Arizona area, if you've never been, it's about an hour south of the Grand Canyon, two hours north of Phoenix, really high elevation, about 7,000 feet. And my personal experience with skincare was totally derailed when I moved there. I didn't know what was going on. I previously had pretty oily skin growing up in South Florida, 
and not only was my skin really dry and dull, but I felt like nothing was satisfying it. And I went through a lot of things before I found a cocktail of skincare ingredients that really worked for me. And it seems like Kendra has shortcut all of those processes that I was having such a problem with. There is a reason that there are animals and plants that can grow so well. And let's just look at the science of evolution. There's a reason that these species are so resilient and Kendra has really been able to tap into that and create an entire brand of super potent products that will give you similar results and similar benefits. So I think that Alpen is a really special science-backed natural beauty brand because I think the word natural beauty just takes on a whole new meaning when you're actually learning and growing when it comes to your understanding of the natural environment. So I think it's a really, really special brand. I also think it's so incredibly cool that Kendra and all of Alpen is based in Jackson, Wyoming, because I think that there's a lot of value in creating a path for yourself outside of your traditional mainstream city dreams that may have once existed if that's you. And Kendra and I do talk a lot about that decision that drove her to leave New York City, to leave her corporate job looking for something else. And she has a really inspirational story, a story that, quite frankly, I needed to hear and I really wanted to hear. And I think that you will find a lot of value in it because it's never going to feel like the right time. From what I understand, from what I gather, it's never going to feel like the right time to quit your job and get up and go and follow your dreams and follow your heart, but you have to just do it. And Kendra has such a special, very thought out way of going about those following your dreams conversations. I think that sometimes, depending on who is giving you these pep talks, it can feel a little far-fetched or unrealistic, but Kendra really just got up and did it and found her way as she as she did it, and I think that there's a lot of value in her advice. So I hope that you really enjoy this conversation. It was one that I so thoroughly enjoyed because I really admire Kendra. If you haven't picked up on that yet, I really, really admire her. I really admire everything that Alpen stands for because I think that they're doing something so incredibly different, but so valuable, so important, and really making serious waves in the beauty space. And I also think that there's a lot of value in understanding that different things work for different people, whether that is from a lifestyle perspective, from a skincare perspective. And Kendra is really the embodiment of figuring out what works for you. And I think that there's just so many good nuggets of information in this episode. So I think you'll really, really enjoy it. And with that, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend, send it in your group chat, share it on your Instagram story, tag me. I'd love to know what kind of episodes you are resonating with. I'm at Eco Chic Podcast on Instagram, and all of my other links can be found in the show notes wherever you want to get in touch. I am available. I want to chat with you. I want to know what you want to hear next. And you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and you can subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts anywhere at all on the internet so you never miss an episode of Eco Chic. Also, my last little housekeeping announcement, if you listen to Eco Chic regularly, I am sure that you also love our call-in episodes, our Chic Shots call-in episodes, and the next theme for the call-in episodes will be green homes, green living. I'm really not sure what this episode will entail, so if you have a specific experience that you'd like to share around perhaps your sustainability journey when it comes to decor, when it comes to the physical structure of your home, if you have a really powerful 
powerful experience with a particular type of natural furniture or something like that. Again, I don't really know what this episode is going to include, but I feel like it's going to be a really good one. So if you have something about your living space that you would like to share, I encourage you to reach out to me on social media or you can also email me. My email is always in the show notes and we can get those scheduled ASAP. Oh, and before I let you go, I actually wanted to recommend two very specific Alpin products. I have had the pleasure of trying out a handful of their awesome, super potent products, but I have two specifically that I really, really wanted to make sure that I mentioned today. The first is the Alpin Plant Genius Line Filling Eye Balm. I really like eye cream. I think that eye cream is one of those things that you can see immediate results the next day, and I'm extremely sensitive to fragrance around my eyes, so I'm pretty picky when it comes to the eye creams and the eye products that I wear in general. And what I like specifically about this eye balm is that it is a very different texture from an eye cream. It comes in a little pot and it's almost a more creamy consistency. And I also feel like it genuinely does plump up my eye area. I wake up without those lines under my eyes and I even put it on again in the morning if I do a toner or a mist or something and I'll put on a little bit more of the eye balm before a Zoom meeting or something because I feel like it really does perk up my eyes and I've never really had this incredible day-to-night experience with an eye product before. So I really, really wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And another thing that I love in my skincare routine is an overnight mask. I almost prefer, actually I definitely prefer an overnight mask to a moisturizer at the end of my skincare routine because I feel like it's just doing a little bit more for me. And Alpin has a calming midnight mask with melatonin and wild dandelion which is just as delicious as it sounds, I must admit. It has this really beautiful, natural fragrance. Again, no fragrance added, but it just like has this very calming scent about it from whatever the ingredients are in it. And it's also a different texture from another overnight mask that I use. I also really like the Glow Recipe Watermelon Glow Overnight Mask, but it's completely, completely different because that one's more of a jelly consistency. And I feel like that is more about delivering nutrients. And not that the Alpin Midnight Mask is not delivering nutrients. It just feels more luxurious. It feels like plump and it feels like I am really taking care of my skin before bed. It soaks right in, but also leaves this really beautiful glassy glow to my skin. I use it a few nights a week and I really, really enjoy it and I could not recommend this more. I think that if you are someone who does not typically use an overnight mask, this is a great place to start because it is similar but a little bit better than a moisturizer. So highly, highly recommend this one as well. And with that, let's get into it. Let's get into today's episode with Kendra Cobb Butler of Alpen Beauty. Truly natural beauty. Kendra, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to start this conversation because just like we were mentioning, there should definitely be more brands like Alpin, more synergy between science and beauty. And I'm excited to get this conversation rolling. So I'd love to just open up a little bit with your background and how you got here, because I think you have such an interesting resume of sorts. How did you get to start Alpen Beauty? 
I've been obsessed with beauty from a very young age, you know, like, like most little girls or boys, it doesn't really matter, but you just, if you love it, you love it. And, you know, starting with playing in my mother's makeup bag and then mixing colors. And, you know, I was always just really passionate about putting things on my face and <laughs> seeing the results. And I moved to New York city after college, I immediately sought a job in the beauty industry. And I worked in the beauty industry in Manhattan for 20 years years. I loved it. I worked with companies like Cody and Clarence and Givenchy. I spent some time at Dr. Dennis Gross Skincare. And after about two decades of doing that, I started to feel like I needed a reset on life. Um, I started to just feel like a hamster on the wheel. You know, every day was the same. I would sit at a desk at eight in the morning. I would leave it at eight o'clock at night. I was just obsessed with work and it was unhealthy. So I needed to press the reset button. So in 2015, my husband and my best friend and I um, decided, not my husband and my best friend, my husband is my best friend, sometimes. <laughs> not this morning, no, just kidding. My best friend who is my husband and I decided <laughs> to just kind of take a break. And we packed up the car with everything that we owned, which was not much. We left our corporate jobs and we just drove west in search of nature and fresh air and beauty. And we landed in a place that has all three of those things called Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm talking to you from today. I love that so much because like I was saying, I think that especially during the pandemic, people have come to realize that we're paying really high rent to live in urban centers and these deep, densely packed city centers. And it really forces you to think about what is valuable to me? What does it mean to connect with nature? How can I really reset myself and feel as good as I possibly can? So I love that story of just like packing up your car and going west and looking for this piece that you found. You know, it's like sometimes you just have to listen to your body and your mind and these internal cues and I was driving, um, what really, you know, put me over the edge is I was driving home from work one day and I was listening to like NPR and there was a quote and somebody said, you know, sometimes you have to jump off a cliff and just build your wings on the way down. There's not always certainty, you know, but if you believe in yourself and you listen to that inner voice, you will land on your feet. And it was just something that I needed to do. Mother nature is healing. Um, there's so much healing power in just being outside. They say 20 minutes a day, you know, can affect your mental and physical well-being. you know, and it doesn't matter where you live. Like that could just mean taking a walk around your neighborhood, or if you're in a metropolitan area, just going to the local park and like sitting on a bench. Um, but just like breathing that fresh air and um, being outside can be very healing. So it was the best decision that we've ever made. We had, had intended to only come for a month or two and then go back to New York. And it's been five and a half years. And like I said, I'm talking to you from Jackson Hall. So we never left. Um, we stayed here and, you know, the company started on a whim. It was not planned. And that's like a whole other story, but I can get into that also. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just have to take the leap build your wings on the way down after you take that leap. I really, I really, really like that quote. And I now want to ask you, so you didn't necessarily 
immediately assume that you were moving back to New York to pick up where you left off in the corporate beauty world. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how those beauty experiences, those more mainstream beauty brand experiences that you had informed the work that you do now. Because I have to imagine that if you felt the urge to start your own brand, you saw something that wasn't in the market yet, or you saw a niche that you wanted to fill. So tell me a little bit about how your experiences in beauty before Alpen really formed Alpen. Well, you know, they say um, necessity is the mother of invention. And I think that was definitely my experience. Uh, when I moved to Jackson Hole from New York, I started to notice changes in my skin. When you live in elevation, as you have lived in elevation before, it's it's a it's a much rougher climate. There is lower oxygen, less humidity in most places. You are closer to the sun. So, you know, I was noticing that my skin was just dry and dehydrated. And when I first moved to Jackson, I opened some beauty stores so I could stay in the industry. And I was selling all of these amazing brands and every cream and lotion that my clients would buy, I was noticing that two or three days later, they would come back and return it and say, I'm still really dry. Like this isn't enough for me. Like what else do you have to help me, you know, in the store? And I didn't have anything else. Like I, I had the best skincare lines in the market. Like I was selling the top lines um, in both the clinical and clean categories. And I remember I was sitting in my backyard one day looking at the national forest and the beauty of, of mother nature. And I was worried that I was going to go out of business in the stores because my return rate was so high on the skincare products that I was selling. And I'm looking at these plants um, growing all around me in this beautiful forest, and they are vibrant and juicy and healthy and beautiful. And I thought to myself, how has mother nature been able to adapt to this extreme climate that's wreaking havoc on my skin. Like what is growing here? Like what's indigenous to the land? Like what are these wild plants? How has the earth found a way? You know, when I literally feel like my skin is falling, like peeling off my face, that's how bad it was. So I started to do more research and I discovered the uh, craft of wild crafting, otherwise known as foraging. And I soon learned that those ingredients, those plants that I was looking at in my backyard were skincare ingredients that were growing naturally. Things like sage and chamomile and arnica and borage. And from my experience in the beauty industry, I recognized these ingredients that have great benefits to the skin. And they happen to be growing wild in a place, in a community full of women who were suffering with, with dry skin. And I thought, how can I put these two things together? So wild crafting is the art of sustainably harvesting a plant from its natural growth environment. We let the plant grow as mother nature intended. We do not interfere with its growth patterns. We don't water it. We don't protect it from the sun. We don't protect it from animals. We just allow the plant to grow in nature. 
And if it's done the right way, it is extremely sustainable because you never kill the plant. It's almost like foraging. Like you just need to take a little piece from the leaf or the stem or depending on the nutrient dense section, but we never rip the plant out of the ground. We allow it to continue to grow. Um, it's similar to the way that the animals forage when they eat, like a patch of deer will come through a forest and they'll nibble, 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 and move on. You know, that is the way that we wildcraft. It was astounding to me that once I started harvesting these plants and putting them in skincare bases that my clients in the store, I'd give them little trial samples and they would stop me like in the grocery store and in my yoga class and on my child's playground saying like, what was in that little sample? Like for the first time, I feel relief. I feel like healing, hydration. Like what was that? And it was Ironic that it's just the plants that everybody was stepping over, you know, in their morning hikes or when they were walking their dog and, you know, the earth had found a way to solve this problem, you know, for us. And I just thought, why not, you know, utilize these healing benefits of nature. And that is how the line started. I never intended to make a skincare line. Like I didn't move to Jackson hole and say, I'm going to start my own company. I just wanted to have my beauty stores and I wanted people to be happy with the way that their skin looked and felt. And um, it kind of just organically, you know, went in this direction. So uh, you know, once I started seeing that the the products were working in the stores, people wanted to buy them and I didn't really have anything for sale. I was just, you know, I had these little sample pots. So it really grew out of a need. And, you know, that was two years ago. So now, you know, we're nationally distributed and we have these amazing retailers that we work with, but it's really just kind of paying attention to, to signals and signs from the universe, which is I've done for my whole life. That's an incredible story. Have you always been interested in clean beauty? No, I was not. So honestly speaking, I was a clinical skincare devotee for my entire life. I didn't really see anything wrong with parabens as a preservative system and retinols and, and, you know, things that were manufactured um, in a lab. The change happened for me when I became pregnant and I was, I was pregnant and breastfeeding. So I have two small children. And I remember when I had my first, I went to my OB and I sat down and we were talking about, you know, how I was feeling and what I was eating. And she was asking me what I was putting on my skin. And I said, retinol, of course. And she said, no, you're not like, you can't use, you can't use retinol right now. I, I don't want you to use anything with retinol. And she might as well have told me that I cannot breathe oxygen or walk on my own two feet. Like I was that horrified. I remember I almost fell off the exam table and I walked out of there like shocked, like not really knowing what to do, you know, next, because my skin was important to me. Like I had been in the skincare industry for 20 years. I take care of my skin. Like I take care of my body and I didn't think I'd be able to find natural substitutes. And when I started doing research and I started to strip ingredients out of my formulas one by one, I just started taking them, crossing them off the list. I was shocked that not only did my skin look as good, it looked 
better when I made the change. So I thought, you know, if I can put things that are extremely nutrient rich and healthy on my skin and it thrives, why would I ever go back to using things that I'm not so sure about? So that's kind of how the change happened for me. And it was like a kind of a slow evolution. And now, you know, I just, I can't go back at this point, you know, just because I'm so happy with the result that I've seen firsthand. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like there's sometimes this similar collective sense of natural is not as effective, or if I'm not using clinical skincare, I am not going to see the anti-aging, fine line filling, et cetera, things that I'm looking for in my skincare. And we do generally as a society have this pressure of like anti-aging, of making your skin as like pure and porcelain as possible. And I think associating that sort of extreme skincare to only being able to find it in a lab is pretty dangerous too. It's pretty, I feel like it's just so unnatural that it, it, for me now that I've come to the other side, I'm surprised by this move towards natural beauty, not coming sooner or not being more readily available or ready, readily talked about. So I suppose my question for you is how do you figure out if your skincare is actually as effective as it could be to the clinical alternative? Do you feel like your skincare is more nutrient dense or is it about purity of ingredients or, or what is it about natural skincare that really makes a difference when compared to clinical? I think it's, I think it's a lot of things. That's a really good question. Um, And I just want to start with what you said, you know, natural does not mean wimpy. Clean does not mean wimpy. And that is a hurdle, I think, in this space that we're always trying to get over, you know, like these are ingredients that have clinically proven results behind them. An example of one that I'm loving right now that we use is Bakuchiol, and it has clinical studies that are neck and neck with the results of retinol, but without the dryness, the irritation or the sensitivity. So it's like, you can fill your stomach up with a delicious salad with 20 different colors in it. You know, you might not want the pizza anymore, you know? Like, so when you always love pizza before, I mean, I love pizza, that's a bad analogy because I eat pizza, but I'm just saying that when you cross the line and you make the switch and you see that you are not sacrificing results, happiness, the price is the same, if not better. Um, It's hard to go back. But, you know, I I just think that everybody has to make the decision for themselves. You know, like I'm not pounding my fist against the table saying, this is bad for you. This is bad. Like everybody has to make their own decisions. And I just found a path that was right for me. And I've been very happy on that path. But Everybody needs to do what makes them feel good and look good. I'm a big fan of that and everything in moderation, you know, I mean, you have to decide in your life what you will allow, what you won't allow. And, you know, once you make that decision, just know there's a lot of innovation out there and you have a lot of options in front of you now, you know, our, our ancestors didn't have these options 50, 60 years ago, there wasn't access to the ingredients that we have access to now. And they're, they're really, you know, topical vitamins. Like it's the same thing as putting vitamins on your skin. So we live in such a great age for being able to change the physiology of the way that we look as we get older. You know, if that's something that's bother that bothers you, some people don't mind and they embrace the wrinkle, which I think is a great thing too. 
Right. I agree with you. I think something that really resonated with me was when you mentioned looking at the research and saying what are the actual results of these natural ingredients versus their clinical counterparts and saying that we didn't always have the option to have really highly formulated skincare products or beauty products or whatever it may be. And I think sometimes it's interesting when people first look at the research and say, oh, this natural ingredient is just as potent as whatever I was using beforehand. So I think just encouraging people to like really look at effectiveness is important. And I want to talk to you a little bit also about how you can actually scale this as the clean beauty movement grows. And you mentioned earlier wildcrafting and foraging and really allowing nature to do its thing and be there as a guide and be there to help you. And as the clean beauty movement gains traction and as Alpine continues to grow, how are you able to maintain that same level of effectiveness of care for the ingredients that you're using and just continuing to be as kind to the planet as you can as you source these ingredients? That's a really good question because the sustainability is so important to us. And, you know, we also, as a brand, we do 1% of every sale of the product goes back um, to 1% for the planet. And we've chosen the Grand Teton National Park Foundation, which is the local um, national park, just to feed that ecosystem. We support one of their campaigns called Wild Treasures, which is focused on replanting all the natural plants that may have been ripped up when the set moved in hundreds of years ago. So we're working on a restoration project in the park to restore that ecosystem um, to the way that it was intended to be. So that's very important to us. The wild crafting thing is interesting for a few reasons. So the plants are extremely potent. You don't need a lot, you know, you just need little tiny pieces. And that's why we're not like clearing forests. We're never ripping anything out of the ground, anything that we take from the plant is able to naturally regenerate it. And we will wildcraft in a patch and we can come back one week later. And it looks like we weren't even there. Like there's no, it doesn't look like somebody has, you know, taken plants from that patch. So that's the good thing. Um, The other thing about our formulas is that our wild plants are kind of our secret sauce that we just sprinkle on. I don't like mix these on my, on my stove at home in my kitchen, like where I made my kids like chicken nuggets, like they are made by a manufacturer that we trust and they are packed with vitamin C and squalane and all cruelty-free ingredients, um, gluten-free, but ceramides and things that like make up the whole formula. So it's not like I'm putting wild plants in the bottle from top to bottom. Like the wild plants are, it's kind of like our icing on like a deliciously baked cupcake pushes the efficacy and the results to the next level. So I'm not needing a lot of these plants. Um, So I live in a land that is so rich with these wild plants. I mean, I feel like the Arnica and Jackson Hole, like alone could, you know, supply the world with Alpen Beauty products indefinitely. And the good news is it just continues to grow and grow and grow. So that's important to us, like as we scale, but like, that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, the formulas are made up of clean, sustainably sourced skincare ingredients. And then the wild plants, that's kind of like our just, that's our secret sauce, you know, it's not the whole thing. So 
again, yeah, we just don't need a lot to get the results that we're seeing. And just adding that little sprinkle, that that icing on the cupcake at the end really does change um, the way that the formula behaves and acts. It's specific just to us, you know, which is something that was important to me. I wanted to have something that was different. I felt like even from being a store owner, you know, I I was... I had amazing skincare brands, but everything was the same. And mm-hmm. I am always on the hunt for innovation. You know, like we, we put choke cherries into our products and huckleberries. And, you know, we source things that aren't usually and readily available, you know, in skincare because you have to push the boundaries in order to innovate and change a space. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what we're really about at Alpen. I love that so much. And I really appreciate that you clarified when you are buying an Alpen product, you're not fill, you're not filling a bottle with leaves from your backyard. It's really a matter of adding in natural ingredients to push the efficacy. So you had two stores in Jackson that you were providing the community with these really high-end products. Then you started your own line. You started foraging from your immediate area and your immediate surrounding areas. And I think it's also really cool that you mentioned that just what you have in Jackson could supply the world with Alpen products. And (laughs) I think that's so interesting because you have such a unique space in the beauty world. You came from Manhattan, you came to just enjoy your life a little bit more and enjoy a slower pace of life. So I want to know a little bit what it's like to run a beauty brand in an area that is not typically associated with other big beauty brands. Like what is it like to run your company out of Jackson, Wyoming? Well, I feel very fortunate to wake up every day in the place that I wake up, um, no matter how much stress I have, or if I'm feeling internal anxiety, or I just had a bad day, like we all do, you know, I, I look out the window and oftentimes I feel like I'm looking at a painting or something really just beautiful. And it just makes me calm and it like, it makes me exhale. So I feel very fortunate running a company is very hard. I had experience in the beauty industry for two decades. So I came into this eyes wide open. I I knew it was going to be challenging. I never really think that you realize how hard it is until you start doing it. And that, that would be my advice. Like anybody who has an idea to, to start a brand is just start doing it. Like you just have to start because starting is often the hardest part and Getting it off the ground is challenging, but then once you're established, it's even more challenging because it's a saturated space. You know, there's a lot of brands out there and this day and age, like anybody who has a computer can start a company, you know, it's, it's not hard to do, but the sustaining of it, you know, and the, the feeding it and the growing it, the growing it is the hardest part. Um, We have the luxury of living in Jackson Hole, but a lot of our employees are working remotely across the country. Um, We have people in Chicago and Seattle and New York and New Jersey because I realized that Jackson Hole is not an easy place to live. There's not a lot of housing here. A lot of the land is reserved for um, the national forest, thank goodness. So, but it's 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 hard. It's isolated. You know, we're two commercial flights to get anywhere. If I have to fly to New York, it's two airplanes, not one. So it's challenging to run a business from here um, because I'm far away from everyone. And, you know, when I was doing my QVC shows, I'd have to fly across the country every time, you know, we went on air. But 
I just feel fortunate that I'm able to work in a place that brings me so much peace and joy. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I felt similarly when I lived in Flagstaff. Of course, I was not doing anything to the scale that you are doing, but I felt like I was so isolated, even though I was enjoying my life day to day so much. If I did need to do something or go back to see my family on the East Coast or whatever it may be, it was it was an adventure. It was a journey. It was like a whole ordeal to get anywhere. And I was both very frustrated and very fortunate. It ultimately is what pushed me to move out. And now that I'm gone, I'm like, I can't believe I gave that up because (laughs) it's a matter of realizing that there are always going to be trade-offs when you are living in such a beautiful, truly special place. So I just, I really like your story. And I like that you acknowledge that there are more benefits than cons when you are doing something so different in such a special place. So I love that so much about you. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's, 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 it's a grind. I mean, it's just hard no matter where, no matter what you're doing. I mean, we all have our challenges and, you know, that in, internally we all have our struggles. And, you know, I think for me, you just have to find your happy, you know, like what, what is your happy? Like, where is your happy? And when I was living in New York, I had this amazing corporate executive job and I had this office with a view and I had nice things, but that was not my happy. Like I I went to bed every night feeling lost and unfulfilled. And, you know, I, I, I made this life change it was scary. You know, it's, it's scary to leave a job when you know you're getting a paycheck every two weeks and you don't really know, you know, what's coming next, but life is not a dress rehearsal. You know, you get one shot at this. And I think we all just need to listen to our inner voice and follow our heart and our passion. And shockingly, it just all kind of falls in line eventually. It does. It, it really does. And, you know, I don't have the things that I used to have, but I have so much more than that. And that's more important to me as an individual. And that's just, it's, that's been my journey. Like I've, I've never felt so fulfilled, even though I'm working harder than I've ever worked. If that makes oh, sense. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It makes sense. I needed to hear that. I really did because I I love your story so much. And I think I was telling you this before we started recording that coronavirus put everything in perspective for me personally. And I know for a lot of people, I know that my situation is not necessarily unique or novel in saying that I want to be somewhere where I can be outside and really enjoy my life and have that balance of doing what I enjoy and not necessarily feeling pressured. Am I only fulfilled by going out to dinner or am I only like, what is it that truly makes me happy? And what is it that truly just gets me up in the morning and gets me excited about life and continues to push me? So I think that your story resonates with a lot of people. How did you know it was the right time for you to leave New York? How did you know it was the right time for you to leave your corporate job? Oh gosh, you just know. I was mentally and physically exhausted. I was unhealthy. I was experiencing high levels of anxiety and angst. I was eating more than I ever ate in my life. I was looking to food for like a comfort. It just, you know, it started as a small 
little snowflake and then it started to like roll and roll and roll and it was just a massive snowball you know just sitting in my chest eventually and that's when my husband and I were just like what are we doing like let's just let's pull the plug like we're we're gonna figure it out we will make it work and if we don't try it you know we're gonna be sitting around 85 years old you know one day saying oh we never did that and we we kind of wanted to so we did it yeah we just sold everything we packed up the car and we did it and it was scary it you know it was that jump um off the cliff not knowing where or how you're going to land but just having the faith you know in yourself and the confidence that you will land and you will be okay you know it changed my life and that's what i tell people all the time like just follow your heart and and find your happy. And for some people that is like, you know, living in a big city with nice things. And if that's your happy, amazing, like stick with it, you know, but you, I think you just know if you're satisfied in life or not. And if you keep hearing that little voice say, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. um, You have to do something and make the change. And that might not only be for your mental health, but it might be your path in life that life might be trying to take you down a path and it's trying to help you find that. And like, for me, that was my experience. I've started this skincare line. I'm helping how many hundreds of thousands of women feel better about themselves. And if, if I didn't make that change for myself, I wouldn't have been able to bring this to everybody else. So it's like, that might just be the universe giving you these signals. That little voice is the universe. So listen. I love that. I love that so much. I think that's an excellent place to leave it. I encourage everyone to practice good skincare. (laughs) Just, you know, your skin is an organ, like, you know, your internal organs, it's, it's the largest organ in the body and it needs vitamins and it needs care and it needs nourishment and it needs to be washed and moisturized and taken care of because it contributes to your overall health and, Um, I'm so passionate about skin and the science behind it. And, you know, once you start using products that agree with you, how happy, you know, you can feel and how wonderful you can look. So I just want to like educate everybody where your sunscreen, Alvin Beauty does not have a sunscreen, but there are so many great sunscreens out in the market. But yeah, I just, I think that skin is important to just not give a nod to because that's something that I've been very motivated by is just seeing the results when people start taking care of their skin the way they take care of their body. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kendra Cobb Butler of Alpin Beauty. I know that I loved this conversation and I hope you did as well. And if you've made it this far, make sure that you have rated and reviewed Eco Chic on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts because I would just hate for you to miss an upcoming episode of Eco Chic. So make sure that you send it to a friend, send it in your group chat, share it with your family. I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. And you can reach out to me on socials. Like I mentioned, all of my links are in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.